Hey everybody, it's Chiefbox, and you're listening to the Maritime Milson Podcast. Brought to you by Tier 1 Scenarios, Rap4 Canada, Unanistan 3D Print and Cut, and Jester's Tactical Sports Center. This week, the fellows talk with Jeff Pentland, owner and operator of Tier 1 Scenarios, a Milson paintball event promoter from Ontario, Canada. Alright everyone, welcome to episode 46 of the Maritime Milson Podcast. I'm your host, Hooligan. I've yeah. got friend and teammate, Nightmare. Hey, what's going on everybody? I got Jester from Jester's Tactical Sports Center. Hello, everybody. Don't mind me. I'm just fixing a TCR. Jingle, jingle. Uh, we have no guardian because he's. Uh, I'm no he's, he's got the flu. Yeah, he's gone sick, and apparently he has no voice, so it kind of defeats the purpose of a podcast. Otherwise, I was just going to give him hell and tell him to get on the podcast anyways, because you know he could have just sat in, you know. <laughs> it wouldn't have made any difference. But a psh, he could have from moral controller. Right? He could have gotten some serious Xbox time in there. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, he, you totally know he is right now. He is. He definitely is. Uh, but uh, even though we have no Guardian, we still have uh, uh, Jeff Pentland from Tier 1 Scenarios out of Ontario. Hey, Jeff! Woo! Woo! Woo-hoo-hoo. Let's not do that again. Okay, so, uh, so Jeff is the owner-operator of... Uh, of what? What? Mastermind. The Mastermind, yes. Well, that's a lot of pressure. Out. I don't know if I can live up to that. But no, he's not a Mastermind. CEO. That sounds better. But he's not a CEO. No, because <laughs> you need to have a board of directors to be a CEO. See, I learned that from ages ago. Business, business lessons from Evan. Yeah, pretty much. That was what it was. Getting business lessons from Evan. Uh, so, is that that guy's name? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so, Tier 1 Scenarios, a, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, is a uh, uh, event organizing company. With I don't no. know the graceful way of saying it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we just consider ourselves event promoters. We uh... There we go. That works. You can keep like going. Oh, I can keep going. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we're event promoters. I mean, we, we travel around to different fields, uh, mainly in southern Ontario right now, but we travel around to different fields, and we uh, we do MagFed events, uh, limited paint, I guess. Um, we let people use tack caps and stuff like that so we can reach a larger audience, but really we're trying to get people trying MagFed and trying fields that they wouldn't normally try. So we're trying to kind of expand both the MagFed side of things and get people out to a lot of new different fields so you guys are event promoters or do you actually plan some of the events and stuff too sorry what was that do you plan the events as well or just promote what's going on in the area no we uh we write and run all the events when we uh you know how, how we we sell it to fields is we're we're a turnkey operation i mean if they let us use their field all they have to do is sell paint we take care of everything else oh that's nice so you guys train your own refs you write the storyline you do. Yeah, we have uh, we have two we have two refs that kind of handle all of our gameplay elements. We usually get a couple of volunteers to kind of manage some prop shuffling, and a lot of times the fields will want some of their own representation, so they'll give us a couple of refs for for safety side stuff. But yeah, we write everything, we build all of our own props, we do all our own registration, and we run the event uh, start to finish. Nice. Yeah, and. Uh... Unlike my two co-hosts here, I was actually at one of Tier 1's events. Oh, yeah. Uh, rub it in. Rub it in. Well, I'm going to. Hey, not going cost me a Jeep. That's all I have to say. Yeah. you. Your reason for not going was... Uh, well, Somebody you know, else's... Yeah. Lame. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, however, I still got to go. So... That was really yeah, let's, cool. let's let's talk about how I didn't get to go because nobody wants to hear about how you got to go and have a great time and had so much fun at this wicked event. I think we're we're bad news, we've so. already saturated this topic. Let's take let's take five minutes, Chester. Did, did you want to get it off your chest? No, I'm just really frustrated because I'm fixing somebody's TCR and they didn't give me all the parts, and it's 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 heartbreaking in itself to see a TCR Blitzkrieg that isn't completely all there it's just driving me nuts so i apologize for being 
and have any domestic moment here, okay? I'm sorry. So any Carry random on. cursing, we know what the issue is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If we you get working on the TCR. And if you hear <laughs> some noises of air popping, it's not me shooting at anybody. It's just the marker. But, yeah, I'd like to actually hear more about what Jeff has to say because I've been hearing what hooligans had to say for the last two weeks since he got back <laughs> from the event. Yeah, he can't seem to shut up about it. So you? that. I don't know. I haven't been there. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> That's the best part. Um, <laughs> okay, Jeff. So before they kill me, okay. or just try to. One of them. Uh, they both have to drive at least four hours to get here. So I've got time. One of them. Okay. <laughs> Gonna sleep sometime, bud. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's in about three hours. So. So you get an hour before they get there. You rest up. Pretty much. Yeah, I get a nap. And uh, and then I get to run off into. Well, it's either I head south towards them or I go north into Quebec. You're screwed um, either way. Yeah, I'm pinned. Hooligan, Who cares? We just want to hear what Jeff has to say. Oh. Yeah, I want to ask Jeff a question real quick. See, he's frustrated Snap. because of the TCR. Um, <laughs> I've also got a lot of caffeine in my system, so I'm uh, kind of all over the place. But it's not just uh, that's the TCR talking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Jeff, when um, when did you start Tier One scenarios? So we started in 2013. Um, I was kind of saying before the show, you know, like I started in tournaments and I got burnt out on the attitude, and so I kind of walked away from paintball for about four years, and I just kind of got into a, a place where I decided I want to get back into it. My friend that I used to play with all the time, he's like, you know what, totally, let's do it. So we went and bought because uh, I sold all of my gear. And we went and bought some Titmans and we went out and we had a blast and we went to a couple of events and, you know, events just weren't the way we remembered them from, you know, the golden days of the uh, late 90s in paintball. So the, uh, you know, it was just turned into everyone called everything a scenario and really it was like a, a 300 on 300 elimination match and that just wasn't what we were looking for. So we just kind of saw a hole in the market where someone could go back to putting on, you know, like actual scenarios. So we decided that, you know what, maybe this is what the market needs and we decided to give it a go. Nice. Cool. So just, I know what you mean. I know like going to the big games, it's scenario. No, it's not. It's capture the flight. Yeah. And you know, and there's something to be said for that. You know, like, I mean, there's, you can have a lot of fun in those events. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I've played a couple of them this year myself, you know, like sometimes it's go out, just great to just go out there and just dump some paint and have a blast and then just go home. And that's cool. But, you know, I mean, we kind of got into it. I mean, me and my friend are both older. So we just kind of said, you know, like this is, you know, we want to think about what we're doing. We want to see what's going on. And, there was a couple games we went to where we saw that it seemed like only the field owner's friends were getting missions and that kind of like left a bad taste in our mouth. So we're like, you know, like there's, there's gotta be a better way to organize this, distribute this and, and get this kind of experience to everyone because, you know, everyone sells paintball on being like that GI Joe experience and that, you know, everyone's, you're trying to get people yeah. off the couch and not playing call of duty. So, you know, like you want to sell them and give them that experience where, they're doing something cool. They're part of something that's bigger than just walking out on the field with a paintball gun. So, you know, we just, we, we're looking for a way to give that to people. Well, I can tell you, you're definitely doing a good job. <laughs> Thanks. From, that's just from, your opinion. Yeah, from the event I got to go to. Well, okay, from the videos I've gotten to see, I think you're doing a good job. Because the well, videos I've seen so far have turned out fantastic. I've seen a lot of good ones come out of uh, some of the, the first-person footage from uh, this last one, Fulcrum, here. I know uh, Owen Pollock from Vice uh, released a teaser, like a little 30-second teaser of his video, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, he does some fantastic stuff. That's the uh, the third-person like third one, right? Uh, yeah, he does, yeah, he does the third-person stuff. There's actually one for our game, uh, Northwoods. That was the first one that we worked together on. And yeah. I, sh I showed it to the people at my work, and my people at work are like, wow, you mean those guys aren't actors? Like, that's not staged? I'm like, no, that's just a, a kid out there shooting some guys having some fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, I seen that video. It was fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to see what he's got, got planned for Operation Fulcrum because it, it looks like it's going to be intense. Well, I know the great footage intense. of a guy in a firefight using a strobe light while a smoke grenade's going off. It's like it's total Hollywood stuff. It's awesome. Is that what that was? Yeah. I thought that was just like some sort of effect he was running. 
No, no. Uh, at the end of one of our missions, I chucked a, uh, a battlefield smoke inside the garage. And it just so happened when I chucked that in, a guy was in a firefight and it was dark. So he turned on his strobe light. So the strobe light's going off as the smoke is pouring into the hallway. And he's in the middle of a firefight. That Dude. just makes that even more badass. I'm really looking forward to the video. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, and he's in, he's actually he's doing something new this time too, where he's incorporating some other some of other people's first person footage into his uh, his footage too. So, very cool. Um, so how many events have you run so far? So we've done uh, Fulcrum was our seventh event. Oh, so we so we started in 2013. We did one event, and then we've done three events each year since. So you know we try and keep uh, we try and keep our event count down. Me and I, I work with another guy, uh, Chris Wilson Quinn, to, to write all these events. So we take about three months, start to finish, to write our events and get them ready to run. So you know, like we we walk through all of our missions two, three times. Like we'll kind of we'll go out for a beer and we'll sit down and we'll plan out. You know, like we'll draw arrows on field maps. I'll be like, you know, this mi- this mission people are going to be going over here and objectives are over here. So we'll walk through everything. We'll look for holes in our missions. We'll, we'll try and make sure that there's enough going on where if 20 people go off and do one objective, there's not going to be 50 people standing around going, now what? So we try and double up objectives and double up uh, missions. And, yeah, so we just we sink a lot of time, so we don't want to run 15, 20 events. And, you know, we can run an event every weekend, but I think that's part of what's going on in the industry right now is that there's a bit of oversaturation in events. You know, like you can't go there's... to a... Yeah, you can't go to a walk-on anymore because, you know, like you, any day you could be like, oh, I feel like going to play paintball. You can go walk-on. Oh, but there's an event over here. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're having that happening in uh, in the Maritimes. With, it just seems like a lot of fields now, It's there's no more walk-ons. It's, well, yeah, it's, exactly. Everything's an event even though it's just a walk-on. Yeah, like, like, it's, know, it's like, a glorified walk-on. Um, see, I don't know. The, the last – like this month alone – and we're only, you know, three weeks into it, it has been a different uh, event for me uh, to attend. And each one has had something different. Um, so, I mean, as long as it's being done right and it's not being done by the same people, because, I mean, when the same people do the same events every weekend, I find that's when it gets a little stale. Well, and but that's got... kind of, yeah, no, and I agree with you. That's, like, that. that's the key. Yeah. Is that, you know, when people are doing something different. It's like if you have a particular field that you go to all the time and they're the ones saying it's going to be, all right, this weekend is this scenario. Well, chances are it's going to mirror a scenario that you've already seen yeah. from that field. Uh, but like, for example, this past weekend we had uh, uh, the Revenants put on a an awesome, awesome uh, scenario game at Hypersports. Uh, our team, MSOB, uh, hosted our first game, uh, the Star Wars Order 66 I game. I saw pictures of that one, yeah. Oh, that was such a phenomenal game. And I can't remember what the one before that was. But I'm drawing a blank. I probably have it somewhere on my computer, but like it's just it's crazy. Like I love all the ideas that are coming in and it's always great when you have like independent uh promoters like yourself that go around and do that. Um out here we have our version of what tier one would be, uh which is keep calm scenarios. Yeah, I met Dave at uh our game there. And awesome, like it's just they don't do it often, but when they do, oh my god, it's like you have to go to this event. I know, I, I'm sad. I'm sad he's. Uh, I mean, good for him, but I'm sad he's not getting anything going this year because I was planning on coming out. Oh, I'm not done working him yet. No, I, I wanted disavowed next year. Disavowed is my favorite event. Yeah, to, to attend. I don't care. Like right now, he uh, he does about two or three a year. Yeah, even if he just took it and went down to one event a year. Just and call it Atlantic Canada's largest paintball scenario event. I'd be so happy with that. Yeah, Just one event. That's all I'm asking for, Dave. Dave, if you're listening, one event. Well, I mean, and that's kind of you know like Dave's logic is kind of mirrors ours, and you know it's kind of what I was saying earlier about you know when I started in paintball, like you looked forward to the next event. You didn't just have them at your fingertips, you know, like there was something new because the events weren't so close together, so you weren't getting saturated. So you know. Like, there's some kind of new prop, there's some kind of new mechanic, and, you know, like, there's a gap between, so you're looking forward to it. And even something as simple as, you know, like, we do event patches for all of our games. Like, every single game we've done has had its own custom event patch that's included with your admission. And that's something I remember when I was going to scenarios. Like, you 
oh, you got a souvenir. You got you got bragging rights for being at the game. So like we're trying to include all those things that kind of make paintball awesome. The anticipation, the the novelty, the bragging rights, and you know, like and if you're doing two three events like Dave or like we try and keep our event count down, you're you're not deluding people. So like you don't kind of dilute what you, what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, out of the seven events you've done, what's what's one that really stands out to you? What was the one that just always sticks in your mind, or the one you always want to talk to people about? Uh, um, it's funny because I mean they all have their they all have their high points. You know, I mean, this last one, Fulcrum, really seemed to be a turning point for for Tier One, where we seem to get a lot of traction. Where we weren't getting it before, we always had our core following and we got our numbers, and I, I was really happy with that. But we're just we're getting a lot of press and a lot of buzz after Fulcrum, even though we've done games at PRZ before. So that one's been kind of good. But I think for me, we did a game called Mongoose last summer, and we introduced a couple of things that we hadn't done before and that really seemed to resonate with people. So we had originally planned. Uh, with uh, the gentleman that owns Hell Survivors down in Michigan to do a, a game down there, and so we had our we had everything in place. We had the game written, we had everything set up. We were ready to travel down. A bunch of the the Canadian guys were going to take a bus down. We had about thirty of our guys. We set up a, a group called the First Canadian Magfed Expedition, and we were going to go down there and show the Americans how to play Magfed. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> about a, about a week. Uh, uh, a week maybe two weeks before the event i get a call from the uh, the owner and he's like yeah only seven people have pre-registered i can't shut my field down for that so wow. i just like i panicked and i was like oh my god i got all these guys that want to like all these canadian guys that want to go to a game and a bunch of americans were pretty upset about it too because they had heard heard a bit about this but so we had all these canadian guys that wanted to go to a game so i'm like all right you know what i called a, a local field crazy bills is by us awesome prices the guy who owns the field totally cares about the game probably more than anyone I know. And I called him up and I'm like, listen, bud, I need to run a game two weeks. And he's like, all right, cool. You know, that really sucks. That happened. You know what? Come on down, do it. So me and my partner scrambled. We rewrote the game last, like last minute to, uh, to suit that field. And so it was a three faction game. And we introduced a, uh, a kill confirm system, kind of like COD, where we tied people, each faction had their own color ribbons tied to them. And every time you shot someone, you had to collect their ribbon for points. And if your teammates got shot and dropped their ribbon, you could collect your teammates' ribbon to deny the other team points. So you know, like that seemed to really kind of, it clicked with people. Because I get people all the time now. It's like, oh, you got to do another kill confirm game. Why don't you do another kill confirm game? So, uh, you know, I think Mongoose for me, because it was kind of a, an adversity thing that just kind of came out of nowhere and turned into something really awesome. Like no pre-reg, no pre-planning. We just, we showed up and we had a blast. Wicked. So just flying by the seat of your pants from the sounds of it. Well, that, that particular instance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It it was originally written for hell survivors, which is a hundred plus acre field and crazy bills. I think is like 25. So, Okay, so, so a little more, a little more compact, yeah, but yeah, a little more you know. compact. But you know, it's a great field, and uh, again, you know, it was the guys that were, it's the guys that are always there for us, and I think that's something we depend on, especially MagFed. You know, like it's, it's a small but growing market, but you know, the guys are passionate, and that's kind of what drew us to MagFed was the passion the guys have for playing this game. So that we are, some people a little bit more than necessary, but well, you know, and it takes all kinds. So, yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah, a huge definitely. fan of the people that are, um, what do you, what elitists? I guess you want to call them. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not a big. I try I to stay away from the elite. Whole. Well, yeah. that's the thing, you know. Like I'm, I'm staring at my wall here, and I've got an M17, and I've got a 2002 AK Excalibur sitting on the wall. You know, like I just like paintball. Exactly, yeah. and that's a, that's the kind of passion you need. Is you got to love paintball for everything it is, from Splatmaster to speedball. Oh, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, yeah. because. Uh, you know, it seems like MagFed players uh, are starting to get that bad rep. Well, and There's... and they're they're getting the same rep that speedballers got. You know, like it was funny. I went to uh, PBE last year, 
and you know there's guys walking around with uh big t-shirts uh, i think it's the guys from magnet pro shop nice guys but they're walking around with t-shirts with like hoppers with uh the the no arrow through them like that and i'm like you know if if a speedball guy put a picture of a mag on a shirt with a line through it it'd be all like it'd be blowing up like crazy oh, yeah. but you know like it's okay if, yeah. and that's just not who i think we are like as mag fed in general i just don't think that's who we are so you know like I've got one of those no hoppers allowed signs I put up at my events sometimes. Just, you know, it's fun, but, you know, like that's kind of a. It's, you're preaching to the choir at that point. You're not out bashing someone else. Right. If yeah, you're at a Meg fed only event. Sorry, Jester? It's more tongue in cheek when you're doing it like that because you're having a limited ammo event and you're just putting up like that. And, like, I saw something today. Uh, it was three pictures. It was a couple people just milling around in a bunch of pine trees and you know, jeans and half a combat jacket and they're using hoppers and shooting paint in the woods at each other. And then you had the mag fed guy in the middle all decked out in his, you know, spec ops gear and wanting to look the part. And then beside him was a speedballer. And it says it's all the same paint. Well, it's true. As long as you're slinging it, that's all that matters, right? Definitely. And and I have lots of friends that are speedballers still. Uh, You know, that's that's their choice. I don't hold it against them. And I do airsoft as well, so it's it's all the same milsim if, if for that aspect, and it's all the same paint if you're talking about paintball. So, yeah, no, definitely. Well, I was t- I'll tell you, I was at uh, uh, Long Reach Paintball's Terminator scenario uh, just this past weekend, and started off the day, I broke out the uh, the Magfed marker, and a lot of the guys from the Wolverines, a team out of Nova Scotia, uh, they broke out their Magfed markers and their pumps, and uh, we were trying. But there's there's a fine line between challenging yourself and setting yourself up to fail. So the magfed markers were just not cutting it. So we both came off the field and we slapped a hopper onto an M17 and I pulled out an invert mini and we just went to town on one side of the field. <laughs> and because uh, we were trying to run the magfed thing and it just wasn't happening, so I said, you know what, screw it. We threw the well, hoppers on. Yeah, when you're outgunned, you're outgunned. It's just... Right. And you know, and I've. I... I've had games like that too, you know, like I've had, uh, I, I did a walk on recently and it's probably the first time that I've felt seriously outgunned playing Magvet and I didn't bring a hopper gun with me. So like I ended up just going home at lunch, but you know, like sometimes just the, the cards just aren't in your favor. Like, you know, like a, you can be as sneaky and as quiet and as good a shot as you want, but you just, the cards just aren't <laughs> going your way. Yeah. When there's 40 or 50 other people looking for you and yeah, it's, this the problem. That's the problem we had. Is just everywhere we went with the magfed markers, there was two or three guys with uh, with speedball markers waiting for us. Yeah. So I mean, you can try and shoot and move and try and snap shoot all you want, but when you can only snap shoot one or two balls and he's firing five or six at you, you you're gonna lose. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, look at right? it this way. Even so, even Rambo went full auto a few times, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If Rambo has to do it, then it's okay for us. <laughs> it's all about Jesse Ventura and the chain gun in the jungle. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The sexual Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> oh, man. And suddenly I find myself wanting to revamp my answer to everyone who keeps asking me if I'm going to make it to Terminator this year or next year. <laughs> um, maybe if I get a hopper-fed gun. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, see. <laughs> I, I absolutely needed it. There was a lot of mag-fed markers there, but... Uh, once I broke out the uh, the mini, it, it just it changed it all. That and I found a shield, and they let oh, me that. play with oh, that. For oh, like of course, that's minutes. gonna help. Well, they they let me have it for like five, six minutes, maybe ten minutes, until I made it across the road, and then the ref just came over and was like, "I'm sorry, but I have to take this away from you now." <laughs> In the middle of a firefight. <laughs> oh, fantastic! It's <laughs> like, so can I at least get to cover first? <laughs> no, I lay. I just laid down, and somehow nothing hit me. So, but it was it was fun. It's always fun to just open up every once in a while. Oh, it is. And Everyone loves to rip paint once in a while, no matter well, what you and, shoot. And I think the thing yeah. is, I don't think there's many people that start MagFed. So, like, the reality is that I think it, sooner or later, everyone remembers that first time they got a gun that shot fast. And part of your brain is always looking for that kind of, remember that time? It was so cool. I mean, yeah. MagFed's awesome. Everyone kind of remembers their first time. And that's kind of, you know, everyone's like, bah, 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 and it's like, Okay, well that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love a good game of Magfed if it's like a limited ammo event or if it's, uh, you know, really balanced. Yeah, 
but this wasn't so <laughs> and we get we get a lot of that too we get a lot of guys that are like well can i use a 50 round hopper and i'm like well no and you know it's not because we're not trying to be equipment elitist because it's not because i mean i don't care if you want to show up with like a, a empire sniper and a stick feed like it's not about that how you want to put a stick feed on your ego i don't care it's that you know like we're trying we're trying to make it an even even as we can playing field because you know like yeah. you can say you're going to use a 50 round hopper and put 30 balls in it but once the game starts how do i know that yeah yeah suddenly you got that loaded up with 50 rounds and yeah, exactly. So you know, like we 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 do the the thirty round tack caps. We do stick feeds, pumps, and you know, mag fed guns. Yeah, yeah, and I know at Operation Fulcrum it was. Uh, oh, did you go caps. to that, Brad? Were, I did, like, and I'm just going to keep. You notice how I'm doing that, eh? I'm just poking. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know what it is. It's actually time for hobnobbing oh with hula. Hobnobbing. What does that mean? I'm going to look that up right now. I want to know what that You don't know. Do I want to know what it means? You don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah, you want to know what it means because that's what right. you're doing. They're hobnobbing with hooligan. It just also sounds so dirty. Like it, it does. does. It it's totally, like totally dirty saying. word. It's the dirtiest word it's, ever. Oh, it's mixed socially, moist. especially with those of a higher social class. <laughs> See, because you're a hooligan and you're hobnobbing with those above you. Oh. See. <laughs> well, yeah. Neat. It's hooligan. Hooligans are not of high class. No, we're not. <laughs> hey, there's a name of a bar called battle. the. There's a place called the Hobnob and Pump. G.I. Joe. Um, so, enough stalling. <laughs> I've got the question. Question. I do. Now, uh, Jeff, you mentioned that you uh, are a complete and total diehard fan who would do anything for us. Uh, I have my moments. <laughs> uh, so, are you aware of the questions? Uh, uh, I know a few of them. Okay. Well, then I'm going to mix up the order on you. Okay. Ooh. I did not write down my answers, so... I thought about it, but then I'm like, no. <laughs> okay, well, then I'll... looking at his forum going, damn it! <laughs> Shouldn't have used permanent marker. Uh, okay, well, then, to save myself... So the way it's going to work is that I'll start timer. What? Do you want me to explain, or what? I was just saying, I'm not going to mix them up now, because that just it's a pain in my ass. Dorn, oh, okay. you're, you're, you're good, Dorn. Oh, my God. I need yeah. chair. So, I will hit start when you say either now or on three, when we decide that. Okay. okay. Not you. <laughs> the guest, okay? This is, this is above your class, so shh, silencio. <laughs> so, then when the minute runs out, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you how much over you are. Oh, so you're changing the format up. There you go. Oh, you are a listener. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Graham from Armagillo, he went over by 30 seconds. So you got to try and do better than him. Okay. All right. So now do you want to go on three or do you want to go on question. now? Come on. Uh, do my job here. All right. Go I, can count, I can go three, two, one, or I can go three, two, one, or we can go one, two, three. What would you like to go on? Three, two, one, then start asking. Then start asking? So you yeah. don't want me to say now? I don't want you to say now. Do you want... Oh. And no, now you're not. good with that. I'm good with that. Okay, so I will not say now. I will say three, two, one, and Hooligan will just jump right into it. Absolutely. Like, Are we taking back? Coiled... Because sp- <laughs> <laughs> he is not a sleepy little ninja. He's going to start right away. Yeah. So, All right. No, no, now, just three, two, one. See, that was that was it right there. See, he missed it. I know exactly. <laughs> I knew you were going to do something like that. That's let's, part of why again. I chose Ready? that one. I wanted to see if I could trip him up. Oh, now okay. I'm nervous. Well, what you, you do I was as, soon as, I say <laughs> as soon as I say one, you say now, and he'll just totally screw up. Okay. Three, two, one. Now. Blue, red, or yellow? Red. If you could combine any three foods, what would you be? Uh, taco, coffee, and steak. That's disgusting. What's your favorite cheesy 80s movie? Uh, Better Off Dead. What's your favorite tactical accessory? Uh, one of those uh, meat tenderizer things for breaching doors. <laughs> favorite brand of pizza? Uh, pizza Hut. Which way do you put the toilet paper on, over or under? 
Over. Stranded on a tropical island, what's one item you take? Axe. Which movie would you rather be in, Final Destination or Saw? Uh, Final Destination is over faster. If you could have any armored vehicle on the field, what would it be? A-10. Favorite hot sauce? Uh, uh, Frank's. Why is the sky blue? Uh, light reflecting. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Redwood. Favorite type of paint? Uh, graffiti. If you could combine three animals in the world, what would you choose? Tiger, Komodo dragon, and elephant. To your coffee? Coffee. If you would have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, mind reading. Would you rather be a leaf or a root? Root. Apples, oranges, or melons? Melons. <laughs> one word. Why are leaves green? Uh, science pictures. <laughs> That's it. We're done. 15 seconds over. You were at one minute for your animal questions. Oh, kills me, the animals. But See, that's the, ones I, should, that's the one I should have written down. Yeah. <laughs> well, when he asked you if you put three foods together, what would you be? You actually answered that incorrectly because you answered what the food you would put together, not what you would be. No, no, no. no. Which, which is sick. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so... See um, what happens when you mix the classes? He gets a little uh, snarky and tries yeah, to mix it yeah, a little bit. Uh, I like the fact that you actually answered a, a an actual paintball grade of paint. <laughs> yeah, not red. very often. Graham's answer of red was acceptable, but graffiti's pretty good. So. <laughs> Didn't someone answer Home Depot? Yes. 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 <laughs> that, that wasn't Bricktop, was it? I think, I it, think was. it might have been. Yeah, <laughs> that, was it was Brick Top. <laughs> that was oxidization. <laughs> Oh, we love you, Brick. Yeah. Although this yeah. is our first guest to actually name an aircraft as an armored vehicle. It's true. Mm. Tell me that. that thing's not armored. Come on. Oh, you know that's armored. It's, it's <laughs> part of the AFV. How else are you going to protect that flying gun? Exactly. exactly. Titanium bathtub. The titanium bathtub. Yeah. I want to make something like that, but for paintball. Um, Just flying along. You're like, what the hell is... Oh, my God. Like a thousand rounds in like two seconds. Tipping Hellhound just kind of doesn't fly, but <laughs> might as well. Could that what if we got a drone now? that just dropped paint, just opened up like a bucket and just dropped it as it's flying by? Well, there's that kid that made the drone with a 45 attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's illegal, but only mistakes. <laughs> We're just gonna carry on with that one. Um, <laughs> Just we'll just brush past that one. Yeah, we'll pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. However, on that train of thought, you could attach a Kingsman chaser to a drone. They're pretty light. It's still illegal to attach anything to a drone that shoots a projectile. Fine. What if we just got little <laughs> trap doors that just drop paintball? That's what I was saying. What if they just drop paint grenades? No, those Ooh. suck. I like that idea. Yeah, except for it's it could be fun. It could be fun to do with smoke grenades too, actually. Yep, that'd be really fun. Hmm. Then again, bringing or, a drone in the field always seems like a bad idea to me. Well, like, they have tasers. You can put tasers on them and fly around, zap people that just hide behind bunkers, and like be like well, Russians. Don't they shoot the little darts though? So they're still shooting a projectile. No, no, tasers like the actual handheld one that you put on people's. You know, when you're gonna when you're Go, gonna kidnap somebody. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that sounds horrible. But uh, I do like the idea of taking a taser and just like chasing people from out behind bunkers because they're not moving up. <laughs> I do like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that still counts as a team kill, I think. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like the Russians. Go forward or we'll shoot you in the back. Yeah, because I, you know, I haven't done that before. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, yeah. So, um, going forward... Uh, you mentioned, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Going for it, you mentioned that you had uh, come from a speedball uh, background, and now you're like in the magfed stuff. So yeah. well, you got to learn how to crawl before you can learn how to walk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, which one do you have a favorite? Is there is there a preferred? Uh, uh, you know, I, I still I don't play speedball speedball anymore like i don't play tournaments i don't play competitively anymore i did it for five six years that kind of that chapter's done you know i still i like going out and going to a big game and just shooting some paint i do that once twice a year but i i do think that you know i like magfed and i like magfed for the people that are in it 
And I, I think if I had to pick one, I would say MAGFED just for the people. Because, you know, like you get some people that aren't the nicest sometimes when you get into speedball. And, and that's what kind of drove me into a four-year hiatus. And, you know, when I came back and I tried MAGFED, you know, like everyone is very inclusive. Everyone's like charitable. Like, you know, like they loan you gear. Guys do charity events. Like all of this stuff. And, you know, like that's what keeps me in the game. Because, you know, like there's times where I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know. But some of my best friends now are guys I've met since I started playing MAGFED. So, you know, like I, I totally would say MAGFED because the people in it are just awesome. Yeah, so there, Hooligan. Leave him alone already, okay? Get off his back. He likes oh. MAGFED. Sorry, right, Jeff. Plus. He does that sometimes. That's what, uh, what do we have for time? Anyone keep track? Yeah. yeah. We Good? are at... 117 minutes so far. 1170? Perfect. Excellent. Right on track. <laughs> I'm supposed to be keeping track of the time, and I kind of forgot, so we're just going to keep rolling. One too yeah, many energy drinks for Hooligan. One too many. Yeah, I can't focus right now. I'm all over the place. I'm pacing in a room right now. Nice. <laughs> well, Hooligan, what did you like about our game, Hooligan? You, uh, you, I'm you not allowed to talk about the game. You came like all that way for our game. What did you uh. think? We're trying to avoid that question. He's been waiting <laughs> for this. Now listen, to him. Um, he's all giddy. He's all giddy. He's gonna he's gonna froth at the mouth. He's gonna get excited, drool on his microphone, and you're not gonna be able to hear a word he says. No, I have the beard to collect the drool. <laughs> and you water down your beer. It won't taste any good. It'll be like American beer. That's true. Yeah. Um. Go what ahead. I like about it? A lot of tell things. Like. Hooligan, tell us what was the most fascinating part that you felt so inspired to continue playing paintball at this event? <laughs> um, Wrong answer. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Home Depot. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, honestly, it was just the fact that I got to clear a three-story building from the top down. Like, that was that was awesome. I have, I have, It's the only field I've played on that had that size of a building that I could actually play on and it was uh it was intense. There was some ridiculous firefights inside the building. Uh, I feel bad for the guy that barricaded himself in the shower in the bathroom of one of the rooms. Oh worst. Because <laughs> the place poor guy ever. had a, he had a tipex and there was forty of us outside the door. <laughs> and that's why I was thinking my life sucks. Right? Uh, every time one of us came around the corner he just sort of like popped you in the foot. So, uh, but we had a medic waiting with us. So, like, he just came out of the room and he's like, nope, you're back in. So, it was, uh, but he didn't surrender. I'll give him that. We ended up just storming the room. And uh, that was hilarious. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then uh, just going through these rooms and finding, like, you go into a room thinking, okay, it's probably going to be a dead end. And then you find a hole in the wall. So, you crawl through the hole in the wall and then you're suddenly behind the enemy and, it was really cool. Just the field was it was awesome, um, and uh, one of the best props I've ever seen is the f- player running down the field with what looks exactly like a bomb vest strapped to him, <laughs> with wires and everything. And he just comes into the building and he's there. And I looked down like, "What are you supposed to do?" He's like, "You need to get me over there." I was like, "All right, come on, let's go." <laughs> we didn't get there. <laughs> You guys but, were close. It was we close. were so close, but there was so many of them shooting through one doorway <laughs> that we had to go through. Uh, it, was, it was just intense. The whole game was intense because it's not just looking forward and worrying about the f- next two or three bunkers. It's moving and worrying. Right, and you're worried about the guy who's two stories above you shooting first strikes down out of a window at you. Or... Uh, you know, you're worried that as you're clearing hallways that somebody's going to come out of a doorway and just and pop you in the back. Like, it was intense. It was awesome. Well, I and mean, that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what we go for. Like, you know, we, we're going for those oh, wow moments, you know, like, and that's, you know, like getting that intensity is, uh, you know, it's, yeah. good, it's good to hear. I'm glad. Uh, mission accomplished. Yeah, it was it was very intense. It was very cool. Um, a big thing that I... I kept telling people was, was really, what was really cool was our commander of our team. He was really young, but he was, I've never seen anyone so excited 
to paintball or be in command. Like the kid was just all over the place. Couldn't yeah, concentrate because he, he was just so excited. <laughs> his his team just kind of uh, started this year. They're uh, a bunch of young kids. They don't have any. I don't know what their age cutoff is, but they're all young kids. And they kind of burst onto the scene this year, and they commanded at one of our local teams, MagFed Militia, did a, a Ronald McDonald House charity game. Cool. And his team captain actually commanded and won that game. And actually, the, the MagFed Militia spoke really highly of this kid and their team, and they said, you know, like, if this kid wants to, give, give him a shot. And, you know, like, I'll, I'll back him up and I'll, I'll kind of uh, mentor him. But he's really yeah. excited and he really wants to give it a shot. Yeah, no, and he... Uh... <laughs> we had to laugh because the, the Maritimers, we were, we were just like in our own little corner and nobody referred to us by individual names. It was just the Maritimers. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I guess the little guy there, uh, I forget his name, um, had this plan for us. He was treating us like, our, this, like this little spec ops group. He was like, okay, so the Maritimers are going to take care of this. And I guess his teammates told him, no, just leave them alone. They'll take care of everything. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> they they just sort of left us to our own devices, but the kid was just so excited to to have a I don't know it was like I he treated us like we were spec ops. We were left alone. Nobody really talked to us unless we talked to them, and he kept giving us specific missions to take care of, and it was pretty fun. Oh, that's it, good. Uh, it takes uh takes a lot of courage to to do that, so. That's something we have a lot of hard. We, I just from a personal side, that's something I have a hard time finding guys that'll uh, command games. You know, I, I find a lot of guys want to play, and that's cool because a lot of people think that they they need to to hang back and they can't participate when they're commanding. So I mean, finding generals for games for us because a big game kind of format. You know, like a lot of times a general is just a figurehead. So I mean, it's kind of irrelevant whether you've got a general or not, but ours, we count on our generals to disseminate missions and, and give people objectives and territories to hold. So it's, it's hard to find people willing to take that responsibility. Yeah. yeah I was, you, I go was... from, you go from being a first person shooter to uh, playing command and conquer. It's well, exactly uh, yeah. quite the difference and not everybody. Like we, we were talking to Wolf about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it, it's a personality thing and it's a, you know, where do you really want to be? Do you want to be playing first shooter or do you want to be sitting back and doing the strategic command and conquer stuff and, and watching the big picture and planning cool stuff and employing those hooligan and maritimers in their spec ops world? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was more like sledgehammer, less like scalpel. So, <laughs> so you used your face a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, when he was told to leave the maritimers alone, he, he said, and I quote, uh, leave them alone, let them go in the buildings, and blank things up. That's what blank, they're good at. Blank things up, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to use... We're going to try and keep PG. You're not going to use the language that a little kid used? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was his, his teammate. Uh, oh. Know, probably in his 20s. His advisor. I guess. He kind of... The kid was really excited. I guess he put his foot down and was just like, no, leave them alone. Let them go do things. They'll just... Don't worry about them. They'll take care of themselves. <laughs> so, and we did. We got ourselves in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> I kept going toe to toe with Unanistan. Did you? Nice. Yes. That die dam of his. Oh my god. You try to step through a hallway, and all you hear is wop. Yeah. Paint wop. everywhere. <laughs> That's all it sounded like. So what you're saying is Unanistan is the A5 of the paintball world, or sorry, A10. He's yeah. Unanistan is the A10. <laughs> No, no, we'll go with the A5. He's no, an A5. No. He's the A5. He's, Sorry, he's an A5 full auto. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, – you could always tell where he was in the field because the the hallways echoed. So you'd be in one part and you'd be like creeping around and all I hear is – you're like, well, there he is. <laughs> That's awesome. Right? Um, yeah. No, George likes his dams. George sure does. <laughs> yeah, but I I st- I, that was actually my first mag-fed gun was actually a dam. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. wicked. Um, not to uh, – not to derail anything, but for anyone listening, that code word is going to be pineapple. So when we talk about George, we talk about somebody who's very passionate about his dams. Because he, he, he's actually giving away some damn stuff. Uh, so he's giving away an art A damn player? Uh, yeah, and the Instagram. So 
it's probably too late. By the time you're listening to this at home, he'll have given it away to somebody. Hopefully, so, the 26. I think it's the 26. So I think you have till next week. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think it's. I think you got till next week, and it's the 26. Oh, okay. So you have at least one more day. So that means uh, Hooligans on the hook to get this out there fast to support George's contest. It'll yeah, be in 12 hours. Yeah, 12 hours. That's what you said last week. Right, <laughs> Actually, as of yesterday, you had 48 hours to enter. And yesterday, yeah, yeah, you, I, not, you have tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so till tomorrow. Not tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be too late. Well, but try hours. If you get it out, then you've yeah, got probably true. about if you've got about no, eight hours no, to still get in the contest. For our American listeners, that's twelve hours metric. <laughs> <laughs> but the way he's selecting the winner is that's very awesome. unique. That's awesome. I totally give him props for that. That's that was I, pretty... I can't believe he came up with that. The fact that he's gonna take a board of all the people who've entered and he's going to load the, the R2 hopper full of 201 paintballs. And only one of them is going to be a different color than the other 200. And whoever's post that one ball lands on is the winner. Very cool. So idea. George's ball lands on your face. You winner. win. You win. You win, you win a used hopper. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly used, dropped once. <laughs> so I guess we're all going to feel like my uh, cutout did at PRZ. Oh, your cutout loved it, and so would you. I would have. You were jealous that your cutout didn't have the a funny thing is, is, I would have shot back just as much as my cutout did. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back. <laughs> did, did you like that kiss you got from uh, from Slim? I did. I loved yeah. it. I love the Mark's video. All about the love. Well. It was cute. It really is. <laughs> and that weird face that uh, that George is giving. I'm not quite sure what George is giving there, but uh, he's giving something. He's giving something. <laughs> I, I, all I know is I can't see his hands in the picture, so you don't want to. No, I don't, I really don't want to. I heard some things happen to that picture, so you know what? Keep it. <laughs> I, I really hope it stays at PRZ for the at least a year. That'd be great. Oh, no, it uh, it ended up in the garbage. Oh. I sent it to Chicago. And Philadelphia mugged it. It could have been the new hit, like, Hitchcock. <laughs> that's that's what I robbed in Philadelphia. I, I see what you did there. We tried to leave it in the uh, in the chrono station. See if the they what? leave it there. The Where's chrono? The chrono? Oh, chrono? Whatever. Oh, oh, okay, I get it now. Um, oh, no, not the chrono. <laughs> the chrono. Anyways, we tried to leave like it in the chrono. place where you check your it's FPS. Like a spot, okay with that. Your balls and must lower than 280 on the chrono. Chrono. It's not Chrono because that's the way we call it. It's the Chrono, as he calls it. Yeah. Yes, the Chrono. Chrono. Are you done? Chrono. We are done? so fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're we done. Get fired for this? Two two <laughs> two new hosts next week. Dun dun dun. <laughs> that's why it's hobnobbing with hooligan, because he's just a streetwise kid living in the suburbs. What? Streetwise in the suburbs. Yep. Absolutely not. I think the TCR has finally gotten to him. Oh, it has. I am so mad at this thing. I keep muting my mic. I am so mad at this thing. I'm just going to box it up and take it back to him on Saturday and say, yeah, it's working. And then when it locks, I'll be like, what did you do? <laughs> just just put, put, a, put a troll face in there and then seal it up and say, yeah, it's fixed. No, put a paint yeah. grenade in there. Yeah, exactly. Pull the pin and just have the lid holding down the, the spoon and then... Okay. Yeah, but then they'll probably put him on my team, and he'll open it just before the game starts, and I'll lose points. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Oh, well. It's a TCR. It's a Tipman. It must. It should no, still no, work no, no matter no, what. No, no, no. It's not the – the TCR is a fantastic marker. Sorry to steal <laughs> your thunder a little bit. It's, it's operator. Did not send all the parts, and I have no idea what he did to it. Or this person could be male or female. You know, I'm not going to distinguish what Blitzkrieg is, but the uh, the problem is is the operator, the the, the Blitzkrieg. The TCR is a fantastic marker, very easy to work on when you have all the pieces, <laughs> and very reliable. So that's what I'll say about that. Hashtag should have got a four six eight. No Question hashtag. <laughs> buddy needs to. Memorize the manual and take more time to sit down with me to actually learn what the pieces do. 
Great kid. Loving the beasts. Just... Arr! It's not your kid, is it? No. Okay. I've been saying the name the whole time. <laughs> it, I just felt like it was like... You know this person. in your genes would have caused this. No. No, no, no. My boys... We're taking a part of the Desert Eagle tonight, and he can do that blindfolded. So, yeah. My genes... No. This is actually a friend of yours. Mm. Oh. Oh, no. No, no, Oh, you got no. it now? Yeah, I know exactly who it is now. Uh... Uh, so what a fool. But anyways, yeah. So Jeff, carrying on. Yeah. <laughs> why? Is Jeff why still there? Or did he leave? No, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, he's still here. He's been waiting to have a chat with me. Chit chatting with Jester. Jousting with Jester. Jester. Exactly. There I like you that. Go. Yeah, that, that a... goes a whole sword fight area. I don't want to go. In. Well, as long as you don't cross the streams. <laughs> and never cross the streams. So, you call your you named it. Tier one. Yeah. I'm fascinated because uh, tier one means, to me, from my experiences, top operators, there's nothing better, nothing higher. Does it mean the same thing to you? And why did you come up with that name? How? Uh, y- y- yes. I mean, it was it was a bit of a play on, because obviously we're doing MagFed, we're doing MilSim stuff, so it was a bit of a play on that, and I know around the time that we started Tier 1, kind of Medal of Honor, I think it was one of the Medal of Honor games, the the morale badges for the Medal of Honor was like a really big thing. Okay. And, and so, you know, we kind of took that, and the reality is we're trying to put on Tier 1 scenarios. We're trying to put on games that, you know, like, people remember that people want to go back to that people are like when's the next game so yeah no we we definitely decided to call it tier one scenarios for a reason and just the the kind of popularity of special forces at the time kind of played into it so it just it worked on both levels okay that's cool now i've heard a ton of chitter chatter from hooligan about your event some of it i listened to uh some of it was repetitive uh, Guardian also went on about it. So did uh, Cheesy um, and about different things about it. So you call it Tier 1, and the missions are you – because you're in a big game. So how do you make a big game – because what was, what was that uh, Fulcrum? How many people – how many players did you have involved? We had 180. 180, okay. So how do you guys differ from other organizations where you make that whole 180 feel – like they're taking part in a spec ops uh, world. Well, you know, we try and I kind of alluded earlier, the way we kind of structure our missions where, you know, we make sure or we advocate everyone's on the radios. We advocate the generals have someone dedicated to radios to, to get missions. So in addition to missions that we give guys at the beginning that we're hoping, I mean, obviously per- perfect world that the generals are disseminating to people giving people objectives but we also call in missions as well like throughout the course of the day so you know like you're out doing something you're out on patrol you're holding that flag station for x amount of time and all of a sudden you get a mission oh hey over here there's uh sorry what side did you play on again uh who again uh not george's yeah, you were purple. I was right? purple. Okay, so purple and you list. may and you, so and you may have seen the. I don't know if you were part of the that mission, but you may have seen the pictures of it from uh, from Sheldon and uh, Jen Kobierski. There is, you know, so there's a wounded guy over there. You need to go get this wounded guy. I'm not going to tell you where he is. He's somewhere over by the loading dock. There's a wounded guy. Get some guys over there and get him off the field. You know, we didn't tell you that at the beginning of the mission. You know, you're out doing something, and all of a sudden you get a call on the radio that. There's a wounded civilian you need to extract from the field. So, so what I'm hearing from you is is that your generals are actually very important for your structure oh, and place crucial. system. Crucial. Yeah. So if the generals aren't actually doing their job, then people are, are going to be chaotic and spread out. But it sounds, correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm hearing is that you're saying each uh, time somebody steps off on one simple-sounding patrol or uh, security sweep, there's things that they're going to stumble off, just like in the, the games, they're going to come across some sort of NPC or some sort of evolving mission that's just going to pop up and be like, hey, do you want to do this quest right now? Because you're getting shot at and it needs to happen. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. And that's what we're trying. We're going for that immersive thing, right? So, you know, like you're, okay. 
you don't know what to expect. And that's, that goes with the intensity too, that we try and give people. That's awesome because, uh, as an avid listener of the show, you've heard the, uh, guests that we've had on about how sometimes storylines get drawn out or, you know, if you don't complete the mission, the fields will just kind of go, nah, whatever, move on to the next one. But that immersive, uh, interactive feel of everything. And it happens a lot with airsoft too. Um, is what people are looking for now. They want that submersion uh, in that role play. Like, yes, I am Hooligan, the super bearded operator of Foreverland, and this is what I'm doing, and I'm going to take this patrol out, and I'm going to stumble across seven missions and get so much experience and get to shoot people. This is what I want to do for today. And then they get that rush, and at the end of the day, they go and have some beard or, or cry into their beards, whatever, depending on which team mm-hmm. they're on, you know? And carry on like that. And that's what I'm hearing you're saying you're going for. And that's what we've been on the show here. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're, oh, uh, for they're sure. Nice. And then, you know, I, I've taken some of that to heart because, you know, like, obviously I have listened to the show. And, you know, like, I'm still trying to, you know, we write our missions along a plot line. And obviously you want that plot line to progress because, I mean, we haven't talked about it in here. But, you know, like, of the seven games I've run, six of them are actually a continuous plot. Okay. So, you know. There's we have a make believe faction in here that's the the bad guys that people have really kind of latched onto and loved to bits now they've got their own unit patch that patch panel did for us but you know we've got this plot I'm oh, sorry where did those patches come from uh, patchpanel.ca oh okay woo so uh, yeah so you know we've got this plot that obviously you write a story and you want to tell the story so you know you've got certain things that need to happen. And we, we try to put a couple of those turn to page 52 moments in, in our, ah, in, yes, in our games where, you know, like this last game didn't actually end the way I thought it was going to end. So we're actually, and this is going to be coming out soon. So we're actually changing what our next game is going to be based on the outcome of this game. So oh, not nice. on, not only is each, within the the game itself you have those decision points where you know like your next mission is going to be different because x didn't happen we're also it affects what our next game or what our next plot point in the kind of story arc we have is going to be we've also done a lot of uh me and chris are both avid readers and listeners and all this kind of stuff too right we we listen to a lot of airsoft podcasts like we've we read after action reports from like the big East West airsoft games and all, okay. all this kind of like all these crazy big games. And things. Cause let's face it. I mean, in terms of like immersion, I may not be the biggest fan of airsoft, but in terms of immersion, like nobody does it like the airsoft guys. Like, you, oh, yeah, especially, that, that spe- especially just... down in the States, like they're yeah. head and shoulders. So you know, like we, we listen to what they're doing because you know what? These guys are, are traveling hundreds if not thousands of miles to go get wet and miserable for a weekend and smile about it so you know like these guys know what's up i may not like the game like in terms of myself like i i wouldn't play airsoft and it's just it's not for me but you know like these guys know what's up when it comes to how to enjoy a game and we try and take elements yes. of that and bring it to ours it's like we're we're they're 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 the senior grade sixes who get to eat their lunch and have their unsupervised lunch times, and we're the grade threeers with ADD still running around in circles eating paste sometimes because we just like that battle section so much, and they're you know going on the patrols and writing their stories up and and living out that uh, that world a little bit better than we are. Um, well, and I, I think that I think that's what, what I mean. The, the one thing I don't like about airsoft, and I mean, I know you're an airsofter, and this isn't really it's not a criticism of airsoft itself. Is you know, like I don't like the kind of the, the fashion victim side of it, and that that's what kind of turns me off of airsoft. You know, like if your if your costume isn't period specific, then it's not sincere. You know, but I, I yeah, love the way that's that, that is a, a, an issue that. Uh, has been popping up more frequently than people are like, you know what, get over it. Yeah, and you know, and but the way they play the game is awesome. So you know, like, I totally can't fault the guys for that. No, but it, it's true. A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of the guys that come to our games are uh, are military, uh, and you know, and they've they've heard the saying, and me and Chris use it a lot of the times too. It's like everyone wants to be a grunt until it's time to do grunt shit. 
I mean, I know yeah, it's supposed exactly. to be. I know, I know we're supposed to be PG here, but it's what it boils down to, you know. Like, I mean, you want realism until it's time to go sleep in the mud. Yeah, or fill some sandbags, or <laughs> you know. So uh, we we try and get as close uh, close to the grunt as you can without sleeping in mud. And just so you know, there's nothing wrong with sleeping oh, in the mud. Hey, it's I've slept in therapeutic comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, if yeah. we're doing that, I'm gonna come in the uh, summer. And I'll play in the summer. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we did P- we did PRZ in March last year, and it was cold. I bet. Yeah, those buildings would still be frozen. Yeah, it's they, not yeah, just they, cold. They, they, they trap Ontario cold. cold. Yeah, they trap yeah. cold. Even and even we're the base uh, put- close to a river there too, so it's a uh, wet cold. Yeah, yeah. Still a great field though. Oh, I yeah, want to play awesome there so bad. Uh, I'm going back next year. PRZ is definitely on my bucket list. Well, you might want to go soon because it seems like law enforcement and the military, if they keep going, they're going to demo the buildings themselves. They patched those yeah. holes. I saw them post pictures uh, this past week that they uh, they brought they a, a skid of block in. I, I yes. got oh, okay. to go back and try to find the picture. Someone actually posted a picture, and it's like, oh, hey, we had the army out this weekend, and it's a guy hiding behind a barrel and a fireball coming out of the side of the building. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, because we were finding uh... – oh. Stuff you were finding stuff. Oh, and his uh, train has been derailed. Yes, that, there it was a noise. I was like, "What? What was that?" Um. Anyways, yeah, no, we were finding uh, training rounds and everything all over the field. Uh, we thought it was really strange at first, and then somebody explained to us that the the military and, and the law enforcement use it for uh, breaching training. Yeah. So we're like, "Oh, that makes sense. That explains why there's, you know, training well, those rounds." Aha moments. Yeah. So, um, I think we're pretty much there. I think we're at the end. Um, well, Hooligan's saying is that he's out of yeah, energy yeah, drinks. Or so. I'm out of bad jokes now, so uh, so we're gonna call yeah, it quits till next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fine. Nobody else laugh. All right. Thanks, Jester. Oh, we all did. Ha 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 ha. I want to keep your jobs that I don't pay you for. Yeah. You mean so, I'd have more time to work slavery. on slavery? No. No. Uh, I mean, I think there's more violence than slavery. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, true. there is. Okay. Um, these slaves kick his ass. Yeah, probably. So, uh, <laughs> Jeff, buddy, thanks yeah. for coming on. It was. No, uh, no I, was I, awesome. I, had a, I had a great time. I am going to uh, shamelessly show, though, uh, you know, before I go. I totally want to thank, you know, we've had a bunch of guys that have supported us from day one. and Oh, look at that. We're out of time. Uh, look at that. We're out of time. Yeah, we totally, we, uh, tier one wouldn't even exist anymore if it wasn't for uh, Nelson and Evan over at Milsig and uh, their help with Patch Panel and uh, Sam and Enoch at Milsim Exclusive that make hands down the best tactical hoodie on earth. My wife won't take hers off. Oh, you got one of those too, eh? She owns oh, it all. Oh my god! Actually, I got yeah. them. I got them for all the staff this year, and uh, they all like they're in love with them. But uh, yeah, you know, like I mean, those guys have been there since day one for us, and uh, we wouldn't be where we are without them. So I just got to say thank you to them. Hats off to them. Yeah, that's great. Always love to hear about uh, people lending a hand, making things happen. Yeah, teamwork. Woo! Go teamwork. Team. Okay. So, yeah, Jeff, man, awesome coming on. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me, man. I had, a, I had a blast. Perfect. And maybe we'll bring you on again, you know, when if I... You're, if you're good. If I'm yeah. good. If you're yeah. good and if I run out of another guest. There you go. You can, you, <laughs> if you give me a day or two's notice, you can always reach out. I, I don't know. I think the requirement for him to come back is he has to set up an event in Nova Scotia. Oh, come on now. Oh, you to hell with Nova Scotia. Set up an event in, in New Brunswick. Okay, yeah. New Brunswick is a pass-through no. province. No, actually. We're yes. thinking about separating. I, I drive through, I stop at Jester's, and I come home. It's a pass-through province. Right. So I was thinking, we don't seem to be doing anything with it. So um, what about using that, you know, oh, what do they call it? I forget the name. Anyways, it's a nuclear reactor outside St. John. Like, it's been sitting there for decades. I was using it for a little while. And then they said they were fixing it. But they haven't turned Our it back balls on. Balls will turn green, but that's okay because we're paintballers. And exactly, <laughs> Sterling was threatening right? to run an event at Priapat. I want to breach though. the core of a nuclear reactor. Damn it, Jeff set that up for me. Which <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I can't even remember the name of it now. Um, 
Or the Mac to Quack Dam. Now that would be cool. Ooh. Right? Oh, They're always fixing oh, it. No, so. really yeah, it's for like, sale. Uh, what? Uh, really? Wow. You, you can sell a dam? Yeah, I was going to say, how do you even buy a dam? What do you do with it? I don't know. Same way you buy an island, I guess. Uh, yep. <laughs> So on yeah, that note, that an island's a little shell. bit more passive than a dam. I mean, a dam actually actively does something. Not Mac Quack. Okay. <laughs> it's always being fixed. Anyways, uh, yeah. Before we go in circles, and uh, and Jester throws the TCR across the room. <laughs> Done that. Uh, Jester, nightmare. Thank you for coming on. Anytime. And, uh, giving me a helping hand, like always. Yay. Yeah, applause for everyone. There you go. Fantastic. Um, so, Jeff, when is your next event planned for? I assume it's next year. It will be next year. Uh, I'm actually getting formally married in about two and a half weeks. So we normally do a, a winter game, but we're actually taking the winter off this year. So I'll probably within uh, probably shortly after the wedding, I'll be announcing my 2016 season. But I probably April is uh, going to be our first game this year. Sick. Cool. I'll drive in April. Sounds we're, good to uh, we're, We are thinking of doing something uh, with the, the cat out of the bag a little bit. We, we are thinking of doing something a little bit more kind of airsofty in terms of immersion uh, this year, just because we like to keep things kind of changing up a bit. So hopefully people will respond well to that, too. Sweet. It's just saying airsoft. More milsim. Okay, more milsim, then. Yeah. You can edit that out, right? No, yeah. we're leaving it. Yeah, uh, it's staying. <laughs> forever yeah. it's done all right well that was fun that was, was a blast fun. no i had a good blast. time guys i really appreciate you guys having me on Jeff, you already said that come on now i meant it <laughs> i want to make sure you guys heard it i heard it it's all that matters <laughs> so uh all right everyone thanks for coming on uh for everyone listening at home in their car or you know at somebody else's house because you're weird like that um <laughs> thank you for listening you know we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for people downloading streaming whatever you're doing with it uh it's all very much appreciated subscribe on itunes it messes with the algorithms what yes what do you say thank you everybody the the more subscribers you have on itunes it uh excuse the algorithm so you pop up higher in search results oh all right that's (laughs) tier one level advice absolutely Fantastic. I'll take it to heart. Uh, (laughs) All right, everyone. Until next week. Cheers. Night, guys.